Hello and welcome back to the TFA Scouted Podcast. I'm your host Adam Scully and in this podcast we take a look at players and coaches that we believe have very bright futures in the game. In the last episode we looked at a player with a very similar profile to that of Manchester United star centre-back Lissandra Martinez, Gaston Avila, who has been learning his trade at Royal Antwerp following a move from Argentinian Giants Boca Juniors in the summer. Today We'll be sticking with South American Gems by analysing one of Venezuela's brightest young talents, a player that my Venezuelan co-host Brian Marquez is very excited about, and that player is Monegas winger David Martinez. By 16, yes, 16, born 2006, by the way, Martinez was an important first-team player for Monegas in the Venezuelan top-flight division and already has a handful of goals to his name. The teenage sensation has played for his country's under-17s and under-20s, and was recently one of the stars of the under-17 Sudamericano tournament, where Venezuela finished in a respectable fourth place out of six teams, ahead of both Paraguay and Chile. It seems inevitable that teams will be after his signature in the near future, so we want to get there early by analysing Martinez's style of play, strengths, weaknesses, while also trying to predict his potential. To do so, I'll be joined by my co-host and TFA recruitment analyst, the expert on Venezuelan football, Brian Marquez, who has watched Martinez very closely over the past few months. Before we begin, though, please make sure to rate the podcast. Five stars, please. It's greatly appreciated and helps us to grow the podcast and to get more and more excellent guests on and to get more and more ears on the podcast too, which is always helpful. So now, without further ado, let's get into our analysis of the attacker by speaking to Brian. Brian, welcome back to the TV Scouted Podcast. How have you been? Hello, Adam. I've been really, really well. I'm looking forward to to be with you again here talking about players. And I'm very, very excited because for the first time, we're going to talk about a Venezuelan. <laughs> you sent it to me and I looked the player up because, of course, I hadn't heard of him before. But as soon as I saw he was Venezuelan, I was like, Brian is, is, is dying to discuss this player. <laughs> that player is David Martinez and he is sensationally talented. I was really impressed and I watched a lot of his games last night actually when we were uh, when I was doing the research for the podcast of course and coincidentally I didn't actually realize while I was watching his games at all hours of the morning God knows when I went to bed. He actually scored in the Copa Libertadores against uh, a Colombian side uh, Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. Yeah. It yeah. was a really nice goal. You sent it to me this morning. I was unable to actually see it at first because it was uh, geographically locked. Is that, I don't know if that's the right term, but anyway, you sent me the file then afterwards and it was a phenomenal goal on his left foot. What stands out to you first when you when you watch Martinez? Yeah, but the thing with Martinez for Venezuelans, for me, and obviously people that are watching him outside of South American Venezuela, is he's a very different player to what Venezuela has accustomed to to be developing, you know. He's a left-footed attacking midfielder who can play on the right wing as well, mm-hmm. starting from, from there out wide or receiving in the half spaces. Um I went and went to talk to you to said to like, okay, let's watch uh, Martinez and let's do a podcast on him because mm-hmm. he maybe one of the biggest talents of Venezuela since, I don't know, Arango. And maybe if he gets to the potential he's showing right now, he's going to be even 
bigger, but obviously Martinez is 17 year old. The goal he scored yesterday made him the youngest goal scorer of the Copa Libertadores. So that's a really, really, yeah, that's a really great um, record to have. And obviously, people are going to talk about you. Oh, actually, about this... he, he broke uh, Vic, Vic, Vitor Roque. Is that how it pronounces it? Yeah, he Vitor broke Roque. his record. Yeah. And he, he, of course, is linked to a lot of top clubs. I think, um, I think Arsenal are. Are linked with him heavily in in the English press anyway. Liverpool maybe as well, but yeah, no, he broke. Rocket wouldn't have had yeah. that record actually for too long. Yeah, Rocket, Rocket has held that, holding that that record, and, and Martinez broke it yesterday. And yeah. about Martinez playing his style, he first of all he's mentally so brave because he started to play professional football at sixteen years old, and he played the final of the Liga Football with that age, and it's unbelievable. Uh, he even went to the. Uh, he he was one of the penalty takers in the final, and that is crazy to think. And he plays in a very free role inside the pitch. You know, at the Venezuela national team, obviously the under 17s and at Monagas, which is his club here at, at the Liga Footway, he uses his left foot in a brilliant way. He is so elegant and so his his technique is really really good to find players going in behind to make through passes and the creativity he shows to just vary his his type of executions, you know, because you can make a through pass in the same way several times. That is how he wants to be creative and bring new ideas to his team's possession. Like he go with the outside of his food, he chips passes, he goes uh, with the inside of his food and all that. And it's really crazy to to watch him. He's a very, very dynamic player. When he's on the ball and off the ball, he wants to get in touch of the ball so constantly. And even at the Sudamericano, he showed that because he was the captain and the leader of, of that team. You know, and he wants to get in possession of the ball and try to, to provide football for his team. And he really, he, he's really so good and his touches carries a high level of sensitivity, you know, because when he gets into the ball, uh, the close control is really good. He's explosive to sprint. He calms down the tempo and it's, it's really interesting to see a player of his age doing the things he he does. I thought that Martinez was would have been the youngest player we've discussed on the podcast, but actually... I think it was two weeks ago, we discussed Simone Pafundi, of course, from the Udinese, who was somehow yeah. younger. But Martinez is still born in 2006, February, I believe. I think, I think his yeah. birthday is... Uh, oh, no, I thought it was Valentine's Day. It's a week, but it's the 7th of February, 2006. So he's literally just turned 17. And what did shock yeah. me, though, was the fact that when we looked at Pafundi, he had only made a handful of appearances for Udinese, but he... I think the total number of minutes he received was like... 80 or 90 in total yeah yeah or 60 something like that yeah yeah, I yeah. actually yeah i think you're right it was about 60 which which is of course it's a top five league it's a competitive league and and it's it would yeah, it's okay. difficult for him to break into but david martinez has played something like 25 games or something for for monagas in in venezuela and a number of, of games as well for venezuela's under 17s and i believe under 20s too yeah, which is on, impressive on considering 20s, yeah. yeah he played for the under 20s when he was like when he would have been, I think, 16, which is, which is, yeah, 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 16, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Um, one thing that stood out so much for me was I watched a game 
against Brazil. I think it finished two one. Yeah, two one. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He played it. He so he started on the right. I think Venezuela used. I, I think I, from my memory it was a four two three one, and he played on the right. But he was often the deepest player, dropping deep to help build the play up when they were in the what we'd call the progression phase, so like the middle third, and they were trying to break down Brazil's mid to low block or low block. He was often the deepest player trying to pick up the ball. So he was coming all the way over from the right. The right back would then push up into his slot and he would come inside into those central spaces. And he, as you said, always looking to get on the ball. And against Brazil, he was so confident and he always wanted it and he was trying to play passes. And one of the the most used passes I found was that little slip ball in, in behind, especially from the right when he was on the right. He was constantly yeah. trying to play little balls into the centre forward in behind the defence. And even if it didn't come off, he'd keep trying and keep trying and it showed massive confidence in his own ability. I said this to you before the podcast started as well, that he reminds me, and I don't, I don't know how to articulate this very well, but he reminds <laughs> me of like a player from like the 1980s. And what I mean by that is the way he, the way he runs around on the pitch and the way he, he, he kicks the ball almost and he shoots and he passes with the new technology of footballs in recent years, way more emphasis has been put on on curve and the way you the technique you can use to kind of bend the ball. But when you watch Martinez, the way he hits the ball is very it looks straight. I don't know and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. It's just the way his technique is. It's 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 a an unconventional technique and it looks kind of old school, like an old school seventies, eighties player, where the ball was very flat and stiff and they had to really put their boot through even for the simplest of passes. But yeah, I was I was just so, so impressed. And even with his versatility, as we said, when you look at his heat map, and it has, I have his heat map here in front of me, of course, the heaviest, or the most dense part of the pitch in terms of where he operates is over on the right, and, you, and in that right half space in particular. But there's yeah. so much activity in the central areas and even over on the left and even around the halfway mark of the pitch, so the halfway line. Like... The way he just is constantly roaming free for Venezuela. Anyway, I watched less of his games at Monagas because, well, you you pointed you told me to kind of focus on the Sudamericano with with Venezuela, so I did. So I watched yeah. all of his games from there, apart from the game against. I think Far Bar One was it Chile? Maybe I didn't watch. I think I watched all of them. Um, but yeah, I was I was blown away by his by his ability to kind of glide around the pitch, pick up different pockets of space. He was always always looking for the ball, and and as I said to you, his technique is rather unconventional. But he, he's quite a special player, and and he's a type of player. As I said to you before the podcast started, when I watched Venezuela's under seventeens against a Brazil or an Argentina or a Paraguay or a Bolivia, he stood out straight away. It was yeah, straight away so yeah. obvious. He stood out. I was I was thinking to myself, even even if. I wasn't focusing on him. I would have noticed him because he was that good. He was really, really impressive. And there were times where I felt he was, and I don't, again, I mean this in the most respectful way possible. I feel like he was let down a lot by the teammates around him because there was times he tried this. Yeah. And the, he, like the balls in behind even, I was getting frustrated watching because you knew once he received on the half turn, which he always likes to do. And as, as well, I should say this, his body position is, is excellent is usually always excellent. Like I was watching him try to receive the ball, even when he didn't have the ball and he was dropping deep into little pockets of space to receive. His body position was amazing to receive it. 
But when he received in the half turn, turned forward, you knew he was going to play that ball in behind. He always plays that ball in behind, which makes him so, such a special talent. He's constantly looking to try and break that final line of the opposition's defence. But players weren't making the run or they they time it wrong or they, they, they'd be offside. And it was incredibly frustrating to watch. I don't know if you hold the same viewpoint. You'd know the team a lot better than I would. But what's your opinion on that? No, oh, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, it, it's rare because David Martinez has the ability to to drop deep and help the progression with his vision and passes between the lines and all that to keep, you know, building up. He sometimes is very quick to do the one-two and be explosive and direct. Uh, we have to talk as well about that that direct and yeah. aggressive idea to, to penetrate the box and all that. But the first thing is... And 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 you can see it even at, at Liga Fútbol. Um, he's playing with players of 28, 30 years old, and he's making passes for themselves like like that they don't like, you know, mm. make that worth how how good the pass was. And when you're 17 and people are talking about you in that way, like your teammates didn't help a little bit more. It's crazy. It's crazy because you, you you have only the experience of youth teams and it, it, it's really, really interesting to see players like that. And in modern football, we are going to get really used to this, you know, to see mm-hmm. players of 16 and 17 years old and even more at South America, even Kendry Pies, for example, the yeah. Independiente del Valle. I believe he's going he, to Chelsea. Yeah, he's gone to Chelsea and he's 15. So it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And South America are losing the fear with, with those ages and all that. And Martinez has completely lost the fear, you know, at least playing at South America. And the confidence he shows to play against teams like Brazil or Argentina, you know, he, he picks the ball in very tight spaces and his body turns. Uh, combined with the touches he brings to the ball is is really crazy. You know, it's crazy to to watch. Um, it reminds me of not the typical ten, mm. you know, but a more explosive one and oh, one hundred percent, yeah, a, a varied one as well. Because like the ten, the the traditional tens, I don't know, like Riquelme or something like that yeah. used to do. They help in the build ups. They offer passing lanes. They are so, you know, in a way, they're slow to to dribble and all that, but that same uh, speed, slow speed that they do their actions help them to to evade the press. Mm-hmm. But sometimes just Martinez is, is so quick, you know, he's he faints with his body and He's running and then he drives the ball forward and makes a through pass. He makes the thing so quick and he can play on the wing, receive their wide and and all that. And then he is so direct. You know, he he's not the, a player that only helps you to progress. You know, the, that kind of player that moves from the central channel to the half spaces and all that to be that passing lane to make you progress. And then the forwards do the, the the job of scoring goals and all that but martinez is so aggressive and well, he had just great yeah tell me there's two ways i always see i think I, I, i'm pretty sure this isn't the 
this isn't a new kind of invention I'm going to say here, but there's two ways to kind of break down a defense. One is obviously true passing, which he can do. We see it all the time. He receives between the lines of the, you know, between the midfield and the back line. He tries to receive it on the half turn if he can. Then he plays in behind really quickly, whether it be a chip ball or a ball just straight through uh, one of the, the, the one of the defenders anyway into a runner in behind. But also he possesses the ability to break down defense through his dribbling. As you said, he's quite direct. He's really yeah. explosive. What stands out for me a lot as well is his... He doesn't look like he, and again, I, I mean this respectfully, he doesn't look like he should be as fast as he is because his body type is, yeah. obviously there's still room for growth, of course. He's only 17, so he can still grow for at least one or two years. So maybe he'll he'll fill out more on his body, etc. But his his legs are very, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a nice, nice yeah, word to use. They're, they're very they, lean. They're very lean. That's a, that's a better yeah. word. Sorry, I was going to say something worse. They're very lean. <laughs> His legs are very lean. So that they look, he just doesn't look like he should be as fast as he does. But then when he gets the ball, even if it's, I mean, he's rapid when dribbling with the ball, never mind when he's just in a foot race with a defender. But there was one example, and I can't remember the team. I think it was, I think it might have been Paraguay, where a ball was switched over to him. And there was a 50-50 between him and the fullback. And he nicked yeah. in front of the fullback and was gone, like like a bolt of lightning. Then the other defender came across. Again, same scenario. The ball was loose because his force touch the last time had kind of pushed the forward a bit. Again, he's rapid and he gets in front and pushes it by that defender. And then he crosses it and the ball's headed out for or kicked out, whatever, for a corner. It's blocked by the defender. But even to get by those two players, to beat both of them in a foot race for the loose ball, yeah, his his pace is just absolutely unbelievable, and as I said to you, he just doesn't look like he should be as as fast as he is. Is that a fair assessment, or am I being yeah. kind of unfair? No, yeah, it, it's fair. You know, you you see players like tall players that then dribble and you surprise yourself because they may be a little bit, I don't know, slow and and all that, and they don't have the ability to dribble and. Even short players like Martinez and lean as with, with a lean build as Martinez, you mm. you you can get su- uh, surprised and shocked because they're fast or they're slow or whatever. You know, players really surprise you with their physicality or ability on the ball and all that. And the, the you know those three those two ways of breaking blocks down when the through passing and dribbling when you are a, an attacking midfielder or a winger. Uh, in whichever role you want to play, it's so important if you have those two, you know, because when you are an attacking midfielder or a winger, you have your your job in in the match is to break down the block. Yeah, you know, and you have to find yourself in several ways because in a match, a team is going to block all your through passes, mm-hmm. and or in another match, they're going to block all your dribbling, and you have to be really creative, and more if you are a left-footed player attacking within you and you want to play in the central channels, half spaces and all that, you have to be uh, really inventive. Yeah. And then the way he, he, the technique of his shots is really good. Well, the goal he scored in the Libertadores yesterday is unbelievable. unbelievable. Of the ball. So yeah. many confidence to pick the ball and he sees the goal and then he shots and to, takes a curved shot to the, to the far post and, at the Sudamericano under 17, uh, he scored several goals like that. And it's really crazy. And he assisted another goals with his uh, traditional 
pass like he comes mm-hmm. inside and he keeps the pass into yeah. the forward you know yeah. lateral pass when he's he tries that going. chip pass a lot doesn't he, he cuts inside a oh. chip little ding over the defense he loves it he, he, he absolutely loves it but before i kind of i put my own two cents in about his ability in front of goal i do want to mention something briefly which i this may be a forced on the podcast that i remember he takes or he took when he was on the pitch at least all of venezuela's set pieces which is a really nice uh, ability for a player because I, I know it's it's it seems kind of small, but like to have a guy like that who's that talented and and he's that much of a playmaker yeah. with the ball and when he's trying to break the lines or dribbling and he's trying to break the lines, but he also can put in a really good free kick and corner. Uh, sometimes they would hit the front post, which is a little frustrating, but I mean, the top players still do that as well, so I'm not going to be too harsh and forward but it is really cool that he does take uh, set pieces for Venezuela and I also want to say about his shooting he has scored nine goals I believe uh, I, I don't know if I have the data from the so- the software we use for stats in front of me it says he scored eight goals from open play one penalty I'm not and that includes for Venezuela and Monagas but I'm not sure if that includes the league because I don't know if we have the stats for that but anyway so what I have is is nine goals in total anyway three have been outside the box what I will say though is he takes uh, more than half of the shots outside the box which which can kind of be a little frustrating to watch at times and it can be somewhat yeah, negative because he but as I said last night it came off for him he scored against Pereira and it was a phenomenal goal and he scored a few goals like that there was one in the Sudamericano, which was against I don't remember the team it was against. Was it was it Bolivia where he it was like on a half volley and he and he whacked it into the top corner? Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah, Bolivia, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a phenomenal goal. It was really impressive, but yeah, like his his XG per shot at the minute is 0.06, which is below the average of 0.1. Because yeah. and but that's inflated because more than half a shot are from outside the area, and oh, yeah, outside, you know, sometimes so. it can be a little frustrating. Like if there's a player in a good position to, to just dink the ball in behind or switch the play, and he's shooting from distance, it's it it can be a little irritating. But you know he's only young. He he believes in himself, and you and, said there about the, he he doesn't play with fear. And you're right, he doesn't play with fear. He's in, he's full of confidence in his own ability, and I kind of hope he doesn't lose that because yeah, but that, that's like the counterproductive productive thing of yeah. being so confident at that age that yeah. you have to understand. At times, what is best? What is the best thing to do? And when you're young, you're impulsive and you want to take shots and be the hero and all that, yeah. you know. And obviously, at times it can be a little bit frustrating, but that's how you know young players just watch their mistakes and get better. Yeah. Into that one, at times he can be so vertical and so direct, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're a coach and you see a player of his potential. You, you just have to think if you want to say to to him like, don't be that aggressive or vertical or direct. You know because it's his style, and mm-hmm. you cannot uh, freeze that potential of uh, a player that shake lines and want to break blocks in that way. Because those kind of players are losing, are, are be beginning to to disappear. You know. Um, obviously, examples like Kaká or James Rodriguez or something like that, 
Mm -hmm. those ones that I remember that plays in in a not similar way because they have different styles but you know the, the role and all that to take down the block it, it's similar and I don't know defensively I don't find him obviously physical his physical build is like not the best when he's defensive yeah so I want to I want to actually talk about this and ask you your opinion because you've been quite vocal on this in the past i'm not sure if it was on on air or not but you've been vocal to me anyway at least off air about the the quality of coaching maybe in venezuela and yeah. one thing that did stand out as well in terms of a weakness was his his game is obviously centered around his technical ability of course he's, he's an incredible player yeah. on the ball but and, and even off the ball i suppose in possession but when it comes to defensive awareness and tactical awareness, he, he kind of lacks. And I, I want to ask you about the, the, I suppose we'll have a broader discussion about the state of coaching in Venezuela. Like I, I can see very clearly that, that technical coaching has really influenced him heavily or, or even yeah. if it's not technical coaching, it's, you know, him playing out with his friends and things like that. Like just his own love of the game throughout the years has helped him develop into the player he has become. But clearly, there's a lack of technical awareness there and, and defensive nows anyway, at least, which is becoming so, such an important part of the game for, for players, especially if he's to move to Europe or something one day into a more tactical league, we'll say. Yeah, he needs yeah. to kind of develop that part of his game. Can you talk to me then about your... What are your thoughts then on that? Like, what what are the... What is the state of coaching in Venezuela in terms of the stuff they focus on? Like, is it is is there a focus on tactics when it comes to young players? And obviously, I do want to say as well, you know, coaching tactics to under 12s, under 11s is never really ideal because exactly. it's not ideal, yeah. Exactly. But, but obviously, when you get to a certain age, like especially at like international level, when you're playing for Venezuela's under yeah, 20s, exactly. under 17s, you'd want to have something, something tactical built within or coached into you. What are your thoughts on that, that kind of whole discussion? You know, in the history of Venezuelan football, players haven't been that tactical aware when they broke up to the scene and even when they kept developing even players of the national team right now aren't that tactical aware of how the game has to be played and all that you know so it, it obviously all comes down to the state of coaching here which they prefer to be and focus so much on the technical part of the player yeah and the the issue uh, with me and the state of coaching here when coaching youth players is that when you're young and you are 12, you obviously don't want to hear tactical things. You want to yeah. learn to play football and play free because you're a kid and you have to live those kind of experiences, you know, to just develop yourself and, and create your own playing style because no coach is going to create your playing style your playing style is yours and you create it and even with life experiences and all that it, those kind of things just sum up to to your to your style and then the thing is the players here when are 16 17 and even 18 they are still focusing on technical issues mm -hmm. you know and it's maybe this just goes down to the debate of South America and Europe. The South America is so technical and they seems like they hate 
tactical things. Yeah. <laughs> and and Europe is so tactical. Like I can put an example of I don't know, Harvey Elliott, you know? Mm-hmm. At 17, he was playing for Fulham, then for Liverpool, and he was so intelligent, tactical. You know, he was so yeah. tactically intelligent to play for those teams and how he adapted to different positions and he played at the championship and all that. And he was just getting and learning about those different roles, different positions, different things to do on the pitch, defensively or offensively. And right now here at, at Venezuela, and, you know, Martinez debuted professionally at 16. So the last thing he watch in in a training of youth coaching was technical obviously mm-hmm. because he was 15 14 or something like that and the things he was watching before uh johnny ferreira the manager the monagas manager called him to the first team was that was a a, a technical training and and then you go to the first team and it's obviously a shock for him because you you're watching so many tactical things and players of 30 years old, 28, that maybe are are better in that in that thing. But from my knowledge, the players here, uh, I really found so many players without tactical knowledge, and they they're even 30 years old. You know. Yeah. Well, I can imagine that would hinder him maybe in the long term if he is to move to Europe. But on that, to wrap up the podcast. Where do you see his progression going? Because he's obviously, as we spoke about several times, an incredibly talented player, but I'm not sure what... I mean, you'd know a lot better about the quality of the league than I would. But what do you think would be kind of a natural progression for him if he is... And look, sometimes in this podcast, we talk about players from South America and we almost assume that they want to go to Europe. Of course, it's not the case. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they, might yeah. Not, they might not want to. They might... I mean, clubs might not look for them. I don't know. There's just several other reasons. I mean, there's... There's a million players that haven't come to Europe that have been incredibly talented that have came from South American academies. But just yeah. even even if it's not Europe, where do you see his progression going? Because I well, I'd imagine one would be he'll make his debut for the national team in the next. Yeah, the, year. the next year for me is yeah maybe the next year he's going to make his his debut for the national team. I think he's going to be a key part of Venezuela in this. Mm-hmm. Um, new target of getting to the 2026 World Cup and I think if he continues to play like that he's going to play in the Copa America and obviously things like that that, that is his next step um, the rumor lately is that Borussia Dortmund is really keen on him so you know for me it's very difficult to think of that and even personal because yeah. as a Venezuelan, I don't want to watch him burn because he, instead of make the step by step, he makes three instantly and he's, you know, trying to, he's going to get tough into that. I will love him to watch him in, in Europe. Really, I will really love to watch him in Europe and there are several leagues that could await for him in a really good way even Portugal has been a really good home for South Americans and even Venezuelans mm-hmm. so th- that league could maybe just maybe uh, good for him um, seems like and even second divisions just could be really good for David Martinez the thing is when you have interest from Borussia Dortmund then <laughs> Other teams, other big teams are going to look because it's like 
a domino effect, you know, mm-hmm. like this team, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm by a and I'm watching Borussia Dortmund get that player and I watch him and I know his talent and I don't want Dortmund to go after him. So I go and then those kind of teams are going to attract interest, obviously, but we have to see, I think one year or two more here at South America and Venezuela could be very good for him. But I don't think two years could be good. I think this season he has to play here, he has to finish this season. And when he gets to 18 years old, he maybe have to get that, that good contract in Europe. Or Yeah. Yeah, it, it, for me, it, it's Europe. Even the Eredivisie or something like that has to be the, the place for him. A, a place where his talents and his unique technique to play with so creative ideas uh, he has to keep developing that and he has to go to a country where tactical things are a big focus, you know, and yeah. to, to do things quite better. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing his progression over the next few years and I'm glad we've done this podcast. I hope we've we've done one of Venezuela's brightest young talents, Justice Bryant, and I, I would love to see him make a, a big move in the the future so we can look back on this podcast and tell you all that we told you so. And if he doesn't, then you won't, you won't remember. Anyway, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> to all the listeners at home, I hope you enjoyed as well. And make sure to tune in on Friday for another regular episode of the TFA podcast where we speak to a Premier League winner. Yes, I promise a Premier League winner and have delivered on that promise. Also, make sure to write the podcast too and share it with your followers, friends, and family, as it really helps us to grow. Thank you all for listening, and goodbye for now.